Now let me get into the Word here tonight. Spiritual renewal. All of us uh, might say, it's according to what your perspective is, I just happen to think this is some of the most exciting times than ever. I'm happy and excited about the ministry of victory. I think we're charged with anointing of the Holy Spirit. I think we're excited about the future of impossibilities. I mean, just think about 500 kids are going to come in. Many of them are going to come in out of homes that are hopeless, and they're going to receive a hug and understanding and food, and they're going to receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. Here's one. I'm overwhelmed by the grace and the mercy of God. Why in the world? And then I'm excited about the presence of God. And we're going to talk about tonight the position of our heart and the pursuit of God's will and the posture of our spirit man. Listen carefully. God has something to say to all of us. If I want to grow in God, it'll be intentional on my part. If you're going to take a step further in the Holy Spirit, functioning in the gifts and have strength in areas where you are now weak, there are some things that you can do. And the worst thing that you can do is to sit idle because if you sit idle, your next step is in full retreat away from God. I want to talk about a quiet place. It is the story of Moses and his pursuit of God. Exodus 24, 14. He said to the elders, wait here for us until we come back to you. He had, of course, uh, uh, Joshua that was with him. Well, Aaron and her are with you, and anyone involved in a dispute can, in fact, go to them. Moses, one Old Testament, one designated leader for several million people. When he spoke, it was from the heart and the mind and the Spirit of God. Well, God's been speaking to Moses, and Moses was, well, he wasn't a leader by default necessarily. He tried to say no. He gave a basket full of excuses. But listen, friend, when God taps you on the shoulder, the most miserable life in the world is to run away from God what God is encouraging you to do. So God speaks to Moses in that mountainside and the top and talks to him about the laws to govern the people, several million of them, direct them spiritually, gave them the Ten Commandments, uh, the number of festivals they would have, their social responsibilities to one another, and many other guidelines so that they, now the people of God, could function properly. For Moses, it had to be a time of great intensity. God, what if I get it wrong? Well, listen, Moses, if you do what I tell you, you won't get it wrong. What if I misunderstand you? You cannot misunderstand my voice. It was a moment of great emotional challenges. I'm the only one. I don't have a committee. I don't have a go-to person. I'm it. It was a moment of anxious anticipation. No telling what you can do, God. It was a moment of fear regarding his own capabilities. He had excuses. It, of course, was a time of determining what would be required of him personally. What is it that God requires out of us? You see, all of us are on a journey. All of us have a ministry. All of us have an appointed time. All of us have a function through the power of the Holy Spirit to build his church. Moses is here, and he's at the crossroads of his future, and the future of God's people relies on Moses and how he responds to God. He was the designated leader. Well, God was requiring absolute and total commitment from him, and it requires nothing less of us. 
And I believe that God calls each of us, one, to hear his word, to seek his face, and to do his will. Do you believe that? I'll repeat them. Hear his word, seek his face, and do his will. Well, what happens? Try this on. See what you think. Sometimes life gets in the way. God, I want to seek your face. I want to do your will. But life gets in the way. Good things can become stumbling blocks, hindering us from doing the God thing or the perfect thing or the right thing. And I found that all of the above, all of the above requires self-denial. God, not my will, thy will be done. Moses is about to assume the responsibility of building the tabernacle, which requires sacrifice for the people, and he seeks to look within. God said, it's in you, Moses. He looks within and holding nothing back. Try this on. God values the heart more than the hands. Let me say it again. He values your heart more than your hands. Proverbs 4, verse 20, the message version says, Dear friends, listen well to my words. Tune your ears to my voice. Keep my message in plain view all the time. Concentrate. Learn it by heart. Those who discover these words live, really live, body and soul. They're bursting with health. Keep vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Avoid careless banter, white lies, and gossip. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions. Watch your step. The road will stretch out smooth before you. Look neither right nor to the left. Leave evil in the dust. When people ask me many times, how are you doing? What's going on? I said, I'm straight ahead, not looking to the right or looking to the left. How do you do that? You hear God's word. You focus upon the principles of the spirit man in you. You guard your heart. You look straight ahead and you watch where you step. Amen? You see, the easier, that's easier said than done. Sometimes we fall apart trying to do that. And you can have all the good. Please, church, listen. You can have all the good. Revelations 2, 2 through 4, the church at Ephesus. Here's what he says. I know what you've done. I see your hard, hard work. You refuse to quit. I know you can't stomach evil. He said, I know you will out, you, you just weed out apostolic pretenders. And he said, I know your persistence and I know your courage and you never wear out. Oh, what a testimony. But you walked away from your first love. I guarantee you the reason they walked away is not because they were not busy. They failed to have a quiet place in Almighty God. Life can be your enemy to spiritual advancement if you let life, which brings many times good things, but they're often not God things. Let that resonate with you. I love this illustration in one region of Africa. The new converts were taught to prayer, and that was, that was big. Pray, pray, pray. And many of those that would pray had their own path, their own what they called prayer rooms. 
And their path would be, that was their prayer room somewhere out there in the weed and in the jungle. And that's where they would go and they would spend time with God and pour their heart out, many new converts, and really trying to stay in touch with God in that prayer life. But here's what happened. When other individuals saw weeds begin to grow up in the path that they wore out on their own, saw the weeds begin to grow, here's what everybody else knew. They're not using their prayer path much anymore. The weeds are beginning to grow. And that says, hey, you are not as focused as you need to be. Go back and get on your prayer path and go out to your prayer room and get that going again in your life. You see, here's the beauty. God's given all of us a path. He's given us a place. He's given us a focus. He's given us a privilege. Moses was at the point that would make or break his effectiveness for God. Buddy, I mean, they've loaded up and they are ready. God saw Moses' heart and future challenge. So here's what God said in Exodus. He said, come to me. Come on up to the mountain here in verse 12. And Moses said to Joshua, wait here. I'm going to meet with God. And he disappeared in the clouds. Meeting with God is paramount to anything else in your life. Let me say it again. Meeting with God is paramount to anything else in your life. When you meet with God, people will know it by your spiritual vibrancy. When you meet with God in your quiet time, they won't hear you complain and murmur all the stinking time. How'd you like that adjective? They'll know that you're in touch with God because they'll see the effectiveness of your life in others. They'll see a spiritual examination in your life. They'll see consistent progress to be God's will. They'll see you sign up first and set on the anxious front line and say, God, whatever you will to me, they'll see a passion that is in you that in fact will be contagious. But when you step back, push back, and begin to complain and begin to murmur and get wobbly in your walk with God, everybody will know you're not spending your quiet time. You're not doing it. Life will not let you do it. Satan will discourage you, and others will certainly accommodate you easily. And without setting yourself apart with God, you'll not be able to do all the things that he has planned for your future, your future. You see, someone stated, and let me share it, it is in solitude that we discover that being is more important than having and that we are worth more than the results of our efforts. In solitude, we discover that our life is not a possession to be defended, but a gift to be shared. If you believe it, say amen. Number two, enjoy his presence. I love the wonderful worship and getting into the presence of the Lord. How about you? Three of you, God bless. When Moses went up on the mountain, the Bible says the cloud covered it. Once we're set apart, denying the present pressure of today, through quiet time, we are to seek his presence. David the psalmist said in one of the high marks of his life in Psalm 1611, you have made me known the path of life and you will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures 
at your right hand. He continues in Psalms 31, in the shelter of your presence, you hide them from the intrigues of men. In your dwelling, you keep them safe from accusing tongues. Friend, we got a job to do. We have a work to do. There is a culture that is going to hell and trying to stuff down our throat things that are so non-biblical, things that you and I would never, never believe. But here's what I know. If there's one person left, the church still has the majority. Amen. It's that man, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. There wasn't a crowd there when God spoke the world into existence. There was no help for Jesus when he hung on the cross. There was no, uh, no mode of, uh, of operation that helped him get out of the tomb. He said, in three days, I'll come out. The Father said, in three days, come out. And and Jesus walked out. Hallelujah. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You see, in God's presence, he will refill our spiritual vessel. He'll speak wisdom to our heart. He will adjust our attitudes. If your attitude stinks, don't blame it on anybody except yourself. Find you a quiet place. You might say, well, you just don't know how hard it is. Let me give you this. He said, love your enemies. You'll never do that if you don't get in a quiet place. But get in a quiet place and listen to what God will say to you. Rekindle the fire of perseverance. I'm not about to quit, give up, back up. I'm going to go up, and until then, I'm going to show up. Is anybody out here? I know it's Sunday night. I know you're overstuffed from a little Mother's Day. But I'm ready. You see, mold us into a champion call for his purpose we have the story of jeremiah he's the potter he said i looked i saw a marred vessel that was there and he said i saw in the hands of that potter that that marred vessel he said i'm going to do the same for you if you'll get in your quiet place if you'll seek me he said like clay in the hand of the potter so are you in my hand O house of israel get ready to be formed into something that is supernaturally anointed if you walked in that door or that door or that door 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 i'm here to tell you he is everywhere it makes no difference what door you walked in he is in this house ready to give you a divine touch of Almighty God. Thank God we didn't have any more doors. We trust Him. I texted a couple of people this afternoon. They weren't in church this morning. A couple I've been working with and spent a lot of time with and all this, that, and the other, but they didn't show up on Mother's Day. But I can tell you phone call after phone call, visit after visit, I help them in the tough time. You know what I'm thinking? Hey, show up. Things are smoothed out a little bit now. Don't you dare get back into that track because I'm not going to tolerate it. Anybody with me? Just quiet because I want you to keep on, keeping on, keeping on. Amen? A lot of people get down the road a little bit and they have a little bit of success and it feels good. And you know what the enemy tempts them to do? Fall back in that same old track. Moses could not afford to do that because it affected millions of people that he stayed true to his leadership. God said, I'm going to take you up. I'm going to talk to you one-on-one in a cloud here. And when you go back down there, here's what's going to happen. You're going to lead like a spiritual giant. And you know what happens? 
Moses comes right out of the cloud, goes down there, and what does he see? A whole bunch of people endeavoring to worship another god. Well, anybody would have said, hey, they're your people. I ain't going to lead them. They don't have sense enough to stay true just for several days. God said, no, tell them like it is. Amen? Tell them like it is, and I will back you up. Listen, friend, until we get into God's presence and allow him to move in our spirit, and you and I can do this every day, here's what we'll do. Life gets in the way. We'll think irrational thoughts trying to do the supernatural. Irrational thoughts and try to do the supernatural. We'll walk by sight and not faith. We'll remain self-serving and self-reliant when he says lean not on your own life and your understanding and will be resistant to change and sacrifice that happened in the church laodicea he said listen i want you to know as you understand you're stale you're stagnant i'd rather you be i'd just rather you be lukewarm than or rather you be hot or cold than to be lukewarm he said make up your mind get all in or all out and isn't that what most of you women like out of your husband hey buddy either get all in or get all out Finally, examine your heart. Exodus 24, 18. Moses entered the cloud as he went up in the mountain, and he stayed on the mountain. How many days and how many nights? Forty days and 40 nights. God had his leader. He was about to become God's man with purpose. I want to thank you for being here because the majority of Victor Church is not. Amen? But you said, I'm all in. Does that mean that those that are not here is not all in? No. It just means they chose to say, I got other things like to do, like rest. Hello? Listen carefully, friend. We are getting to the day. I know this is straightforward at all of us. We're getting to the day that things are going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. And if you are a haphazard follower of Jesus with cold feet and a weak spine, you're going to be the first among many to fall by the wayside. But only those who hold their banner up and say, that's a giant, I need one stone, let me take him out. I am committed even if it brings me to death. If it brings me to death. He was about to become God's man of purpose. And our text said that Moses took time at God's call to go up into that mountain. And then the glory of the Lord appeared. You worship singers, come on back up here. And the glory of the Lord appeared. Say that with me. The glory of the Lord appeared. Like a cloud, like a consuming fire, Moses stayed 40 days and nights. And God was settling him down for the purpose of sacrifice. And for 40 days 
Moses is going to be examined. He's going to be broken. He's going to melt. He's going to be consumed. He's going to be molded for one purpose, to sacrifice himself for God. You see, friend, God will never get his best out of us until we are willing to sacrifice our hearts, our wills, our minds, our ways, our schedules, and our possessions. And when we sacrifice and say, here it is, God, then God will use you and make a way where there is no way. And that day is coming when darkness is going to prevail. And those who have the love of Jesus will be the light in the midst of the darkness. Moses came down from the mountain and found his people offering sacrifices to an idol. He called upon God for favor. Then it came time for Moses to lead. Moses called on God as a person of sacrifice and as a man of God. Moses said to God, look, you tell me, lead these people. He said, if I'm special, let me know what your plans are. And God said, just close your eyes, focus, and stay on target. My presence is going to go with you. Listen, some of you have gone. Some of you are going through. Some of you listening online are facing the largest challenges of your life. And life is trying to tell you and voices of influence are trying to tell you to back away from the kind of commitment that you need to make it through. Listen, friend, when you are facing the big things in your life and life is throwing lemons at you, just get before God in that quiet place, present yourself and say, God, I'm not leaving until I sense and feel your holy presence. And as you do, here's what happened. God will bring a cloud of his glory and his anointing down on you. And you'll say, God, whatever it is that you desire, use me. Use me for your honor and your glory. God said, oh, by the way, Moses, I know you by name would you stand heavenly father thank you tonight you know us by name we love you we praise you we exalt you we trust you we come on this sunday night and who knows what god you're doing in the lives of many people in this room but many who are listening online you're doing something in their life. Some are traveling in their car and listening on their phone. Some are at home, God, because they couldn't make it. Some, God, are in a convalescent center and they've tuned in. Whatever it is, do not let life cause us to bow down to anything less than 100%. Let us not get weary in well-doing and let us not forsake the precious value of the anointing of God. For nothing is impossible with him. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Heavenly Father, I thank you tonight for every person that's here. I praise you, we worship you, and we rejoice in your word. I pray that you would comfort us, strengthen us, and meet our need. And now we make new commitments to you, a commitment that we will persevere, a commitment of trust, 
a commitment to staying on track, commitment to remain focused, a commitment, God, that says you can count on us front and center, a commitment, God, that says that when tough times come and, and life hands us unfortunate news, that we will remain in the center of your divine will because it is there that we're going to find redemption and healing and anointing and new life. So we claim that. And then, Lord, if we have sin in our heart, we confess that sin. And we pray in, pray in Jesus' name. You would do something now to help us. As we're standing for a moment, we had all the service a few minutes ago. I'm going to ask the worship team to just lead us in a worship song, and then I'll give you the benediction. Can we do that? Is it all right to worship just one more time? Here we go. Let's see what God is doing in that regard. Let's sing this song. Would you do that? Let's raise your hands. Let's worship together. Lord, I give myself away so you can Give myself away Lord, I give myself away So you, you can use Sing it tonight I give myself away about another five minutes I'm going to give the benediction and those of you who desire you can leave or you continue to worship but if you have a strong desire to come to this altar and to be prayed for maybe not in that first round but you say you know I really would after hearing the message I really would like to be anointed with oil while we worship you come Father we thank you for this day the Lord's day Mother's day we give it all to you. Give a great, great week Wednesday night when we come back. In the name of Jesus, use the supernatural to anoint us. And we pray a Holy Ghost covering over Circle J, Father. When those camps start, that the power of the Holy Spirit will fall on all the workers and all the kids. And we give you praise and honor. Amen. God bless you. You want to pray? You come on. You want to sit a few minutes? You're welcome to do that. God bless you. Happy Mother's Day, everybody.
sing that just for a couple more minutes tonight let's declare it
Let's raise our voice tonight. 
and declare it. I love you, Lord. raise a hand all across this room. God, we thank you for your presence that's been in this place. We thank you that you've been here, that you've spoken a word over us, and we pray, God, what you're doing inside of us, we pray that we would apply it to our tomorrow. We thank you that when we leave this room, we don't leave your presence here. We are carriers of your presence, so continue to speak to us as we honor you this week. Bring us back here Wednesday night in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, come on, can you put your hands together for Jesus? Amen. Thank you for staying here. We love you so much. Hope to see you Wednesday night. God bless you guys.